Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Your Pretty Bro Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Saba. I'm Aman. And I'm Salma. And today is our part two of our um, series. Do we call it a series? Mm. Part two episode so. um, of what we discussed last week, which was basically, so we focused on um, how the West views hijab and the controversy around um, the EU's verdict um, on the hijab ban at work. And this week we wanted to kind of speak about it on a Middle Eastern perspective, our experiences within our culture on hijab, mm. how we feel about hijab. Um, I took off the hijab, so we'll talk about that. Um, and each of our experiences um, around surrounding it within family, within society in general. Um, but before we get started, let's have a little catch up. Aman, Salma, how have you been? Have you? What Do you have know you what? I've to? been alright. I've been a bit annoyed that obviously um, the weather's gone for a turn of the worst, but I'm not going to be that awful. person that talks about the weather. Okay, but like in <laughs> the UK, we get weather, like good weather in installments. It's, you can never it have more than a week or two. It's like coming like Klarna. Literally, <laughs> yes, disgusting UK weather, disgusting. Yeah. No, it's awful. And what's going on, um, like across Europe as well with the floods? And it is London, so scary. London, no, it's really scary. There's a lot of flats in central London, even like where I live, yeah. uh, particularly those that live in basement flats. Mm. Um, houses completely flooded, and obviously, if you don't have stuff like content insurance. People have been working from home. All your technology yeah. is ruined. All of your your furniture is ruined. Your personal belongings. It's really really heartbreaking. Um, there's people that have been put in hotels because of how bad the damp is and and how severe um, the damage is. So it's oh, it's really really awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were leaks across work and across our building at work, and I was just like, what is going on? Mm, this country just can't do severe weather. No. Yeah. At all. Anything. If it's too we hot, do, nope. Yeah, it's snow. too hot. No snow. No cold, rain. No. Do. Even, even cold. <laughs> even cold. Not really. No. Yeah, not snow. Like I feel like the lowest degree it could get to was like five, and the highest is like. 29 29 30 yeah, yeah, yeah. max max yeah. max no not even like honestly 25 i would say honestly. yeah that 20 you know what's the perfect weather um 27 what, no, in london no that is way is too it? hot 24 like 22 23 mm. 22, between 22 23 between 22 to 24 mm. and it's crazy because no matter even if it's 24 outside that central line is 40 degrees yes no matter what yeah but, but have you uh, bakerloo well, I take the central line every day. Yeah, it um, must be fun. What is it? Central line is um, so it's what keeps me on track in my religion because this is what I think. <laughs> How like uh, <laughs> Jahannam. Don't want you. The central line is Jahannam. Oh my god! It's just a taster, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a oh, that's what I mind. Pray. Yeah, yeah. Get on the central line. It's like yeah. Yeah. That's that's how that's me done for the. The central day. line is disgusting. I was on the train the other day, and the like. Keep in mind, right, it's still COVID, cesspool for bacteria, (laughs) okay? Mm -hmm. Sitting down, there's a guy in front of me, and this is a PSA to men. Um, Please stop manspreading, (laughs) for the love of God, especially on a packed train, especially on a packed (laughs) train, right? In 30 degree weather, right? And during COVID, (sighs) like, there's someone sitting next to you, you're not even socially distancing, like, Oh my god, it's and so be like, disgusting. I can't help it. I no, no, have no, no, to. No, 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 no. He could 
definitely helping. Oh. It's ac- they're actually taking the piss sometimes. You know, I see what some of those man spreads are like. You're taking the yeah, piss. Yeah, it's just disgusting. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it's really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's really embarrassing, and everyone was like tripping over him. I'm like, what are move you your leg. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up, leg. sir. Honestly, there should be like a courtesy manual of when you get on the tube. Of <laughs> people are so rude on the tube and public transport, though. Yeah. Anyway, the amount of like people like I see them getting on, like especially pregnant women, and I'm like, do you want my seat? And I remember one time this lady literally shouted, she's like, no, no. Every girl always says, do you want my seat? Not a single man gets up. Oh, no. And then she like announced it and then like four men simultaneously like, there we go. And then she took one of their seats. Someone said thank you lady to me on the train the other day. And I was like, am I, am I that on now? <laughs> <laughs> thank you lady. Like, they literally called me Lady Bridgerton. Like, I'm not, I'm not Guys, we are lady. old, so. We're 25, we're not old. We're at the perfect no, age. Can don't I just do say? This. No, we're old don't in comparison this. to Can what I Can I just say, this has been my is. favorite age like in of my 20s yeah 25 25 yeah do you know what i like the age i just don't like um the year like as in i don't like <laughs> the, the pandemic like, i, I like wish pandemic. i was 25 in like pre-pandemic oh oh, 2018 oh gorgeous was a gorgeous year Gorg- oh my god 2018 was an amazing year it was the best was summer a good year. it was a lovely year yeah 2018 i met you that summer actually oh, oh you, you met me that summer yeah, yeah there yeah. we go 2018 changed my life yeah same same same. I travelled on my own in Iran for three months. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I remember when you. Twenty eighteen definitely changed my life. Oh. And I hid a, a little passport photo of myself in Sabah's passport. Yep, I still have it. I still have it. Is that the nail salon? That's so cute. I still have it. I carry them on with me all the time. Oh my god, cute! All Must the time. Be love. Thank you for finishing it. I thought Saba would, but she didn't. It's alright. The thing is, if I sing, I think the static on the like microphone. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Speaking of love, Uh, island, island. Oh yes, love island, not love island. Love I not love I. Okay, Salma say. Okay, no, listen. Every day is different. No, no, no. Sometimes it's just love island. Yeah, but Salma says. Love, love Island. Island. I so say, so like say Island by itself. Island. Island. Okay, now say Love Island. Love, love Island. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you go. But you go Love Island. But I say it like that sometimes as well. I think I it just depends on the day. Every day love is different. Yeah, no, do you know what? Another word in English. Everyone like changes up the pronunciation. Is our, because you can say our. Uh. You oh. can say our family or our family. Yeah, our but family. writing it down, A R E is wrong to say our. Oh, oh, so uh, 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 saying R, it sounds like R A R E. Exactly. To so say our. But everyone usually, I literally detect <laughs> like, it now. Yeah, so I'm about I know, to say like, Yeah, people in a sentence, when it's within a sentence, they go R, they don't go our. Yeah, but that's just that's just how you say it. So for example, I might say, oh yeah, welcome to our family. Yeah, our, but then. No, I said welcome to our family. Okay. Like, yeah. Oh, fat. yeah, yeah. Like, it's not yeah. even a word. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, throwing yeah. it out. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so, yeah. I have a confession. What? I've actually, so this year I was like, I have to do it now. I started watching Love Island, guys. Yeah, you I'm picked the worst year, babe. I didn't like it as well. I said yeah, Love Island. Yeah, you, you picked the worst wa- year, though. I started watching it. You missed it's out on the best. Tw- I feel was the best. my brain cells are so slowly deteriorating really? while I watch it. Yeah. Really? Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. Really? <sighs> I think I had my nine. Was the other girl, Chloe? Impartial to a married man. What is that? Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know what's wrong and with you her. Know with her, I don't with know. Her squeaky. I don't eyes. know if she grew up posh and then moved to like 
Brixton and is trying to like change up her accent or Definitely she grew up that. on an estate and then moved to Oxford. I don't know which one it is. I think it's neither. No. I think she yeah, has an annoying tone. That's no, what I think but it she, is. No, but then she'll say stuff like, oh, yeah, but that's mad, Stone. That, that, and that's yeah, exactly but, how yeah, she'll say Faye it. Yeah, but also goes, oh my God, that's so bait. Like, why are they, why are they no, trying it? No, but Chloe's accent is just, Trust. or she's putting it on. I don't know which one it is. Have this. So, someone, <laughs> someone, someone um, asked me if I was born here, but not in like a, not in like a. Oh my god, you you don't look English. As in, they asked me if I was born here because of my accent. <laughs> I thought that I thought that I had a London accent. I was no, no, no. I thought I am like I'm... East London. <laughs> You're you? not East London, but I thought that I would never question you weren't born here. So, that's what someone did. I got the same thing. Do you know why I always get? Do you know why I always get that pisses me off? What? Your English is so good for not being born here. Yeah, I always get English is so good. But but, I'm like, but I literally came here when I was three, so. I was born here. They're saying this, babe. I was born here, and they were saying this to me, which is even worse. (laughs) That's bad. And even three, three years. Although, well, I'm not joking. People from the Iraqi community, you can back me on this. There are some Iraqis, yeah. Well, they were born here. They were raised here. Their parents have been yeah. here for like six years. They have an accent. So you know with the accent thing, and I feel like I have this talent now because I was born and raised in London. Don't know who will agree with me on this. I can hear people where they're from, even though they're in all London. born here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, same. So like, for example, I know this is gonna sound because I have a lot of them. Kosovans, yeah. when they speak in, in a London accent, I can still tell yeah, they're Kosovans. They've got like and a Albanian. little twang. Same yes. with Iraqis. And, Iraqis yeah. sp- it's different to Lebanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, the same and, Moroccan. and the same with Moroccans. If I p- hear, pick up the phone and you talk to me, I'll know exactly where exactly you're from where you're with now. your London accent. Yeah, especially Moroccan guys. It's, it's the way you, I Why? think our faces or our noses make different. Oh, no. So um, with the Kosovans, I just kept hearing them and they really enunciate the k. So they're really enunciated. And I can't okay. remember what the Moroccan thing is. I can't tell if we're nasal. I can't tell if we're like... There must be a scientific study behind well. it because... Or maybe it's because, because we speak, we another, speak language. another language. Yeah, so like we're flowing in and out of like our ability to talk different languages. And you know what? And Sorry to cut you. I was just about to say, sometimes the people that I've spoken to, whether it be, you know, like friends or work or whatever. Yeah. Um, they, Like, even if... I come out with something like a sentence and it doesn't come out right. Yeah. And it doesn't, not doesn't come out right, but as in you it, comes, it, it comes out sounding fresh. Yeah. And they'll say something to me like, listen, I'm bilingual. This yeah. is what you get when you're friends with someone who's bilingual because I'm thinking about Especially, what I'm saying in two different languages. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially with a language, well, it's not, like, but like a dialect like Darija because you've got Spanish mixed in and French mixed in as well. So then yeah, it's, so it's like just a bit all accent, over the place. In Arabic is uh, like different. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. English, it's going to be even more different to, mm. like, let's say a Lebanese person or Iraqi person. Mm. But even like, but like, even when I speak French, but even when you're a kid, a lot of kids like who are you know not who are ethnic, they um, their first language is not English, so mm. they mm. they firstly learn Arabic. Yeah, but or my first language Chinese was or whatever. I didn't speak. I think it's the bilingual thing. I didn't. I used to call my teacher Khala. Yeah, oh, baby. Yes. I always call them by accident, like mum. Until five. But then, but then I've said, so I don't speak I French, speak, but yeah. when I've said like certain French words, French people have said that, oh my God, yeah, you say it so Moroccan. I'm like, how? But you're in, but how? Yeah, I, I am saying it in the way that you are. Surely I, it should sound English. I should not... sound English. They said, no, you sound Moroccan. Mm. 
that's so weird. So strange. Yeah. No. So so obviously that must come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Arabic must come out in every single language. Yeah, your mouth is like no, set up in a certain way. Obviously, even when you're working, like you can tell the difference between a white person and an ethnic person speaking. 100%. Yeah. All the time. 100%. Even though you were born here. It's like, it's about your so upbringing. Where you're, I know. Like I didn't speak, like I only spoke Arabic and Farsi. Mm. up until s- the age of six yeah. and then I started and then I learned English mm. well I spoke English but like it wasn't I'm sure I was fresh like yeah no but you're great now and you're posh oh than my all God. of us Sabah speaks very English than me 100% same I don't Way know but I don't see it and, and Zena is even better than you but Zena is uh, yeah but yeah but uh, yeah I know anyway. Zena's got like <laughs> 20 PhDs I know I know <laughs> <laughs> she might as well. That's how she might as well. Shot well she she corrects anyway. people's PhD papers. So yeah. See. Wow. Yeah. So to move on, segue from Love Island and accents. Um. So yeah, like I said before, we just wanted to speak about hijab and the perspective of our community in this episode. And um, we spoke about the West's reaction to hijab, and I kind of wanted to speak about the Middle East's perspective about hijab. Um, just to give you guys a bit of background, I mentioned it in the previous episode, I used to wear the hijab from 11 and then I took it off at 22. So I wore it for 11 years, um, almost 12 years. Um, and it wasn't an easy decision. I took it off because it was something that was really affecting my anxiety um, and my mental health. And I also didn't feel like it really increased my iman, which is my faith. Uh, for people who don't know that word, iman. <laughs> I didn't increase my <laughs> iman, um, uh, and I just didn't feel a connection to it religiously. I felt like you could still be modest and not wear it. And it just, yeah, it wasn't, I felt like I was representing something that I didn't necessarily agree with for myself. But I did understand, I do understand why people wear it. My mom still wears it. My sister wears it. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. I'm all getting <laughs> emotional, guys. Um, <coughs> it's okay. You get emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, my sister wears it. My mom wears it. A lot of my family members wear it. So it's not something I'm like, oh, I disagree with it or anything like that. I don't regret ever wearing it. It shaped who I was. I feel like when you wear a hijab, like you work on your personality so much to fit in, to be a part of society, to feel included. Um, and it makes you so much stronger than, you know, than like growing up being a, you know, from going from high school with in a really white high school, to be honest, in a, in a really white dominated area, um, growing up wearing a hijab, going to school back and forth, dealing with racist teachers things like that and wearing it really shaped who I am today and really really made me so much stronger mm-hmm. than I ever thought mm-hmm. and I, I I do not regret it whatsoever mm-hmm. um but it just became a thing where I was wearing it more for a political statement than a religious one and I knew it was time for me to move on from it and take it off mm-hmm. and you know I sat my parents down I spoke to them about it before I ever took it off physically outside and I told them, um, you know, I respect your decision about, you know, you having it on, please respect mine about wanting to take it off. And people always think, oh, you know, 
your dad forces you to wear it, that kind of thing. When I wore it, I wore it because my mum wore it and my sisters wore it and family members wore it and it's what I saw around me. It's what I saw in my Saturday school that I would go to. It was normal. It was yeah. very normal. Um, and it just it was just a progression of becoming a woman. But mm-hmm. at 11 years old, I don't know what it is to be a woman. And it really, like, um, it was really hard connecting to it when I grew up. Um, and I felt really, like, scared. Not scared. Scared's not the right word. But I felt kind of... Um, I didn't want to approach the subject ever because I was like, if I approach the subject, it would be seen as being disrespectful mm. or like saying I'm against what my mum believes in and I didn't ever want to have that disassociation with my mum or disconnection with my mum but I think when I reached a point where m- uh, me and my parents had a level of respect where we could have conversations um, as adults rather than you know this is my child and I'm looking after her I felt that was the time that I was ready to kind of approach the subject and they took it in such a really respectful way and they were disappointed at first or not really disappointed but you know apprehensive about it all and a bit unsure um, about how things would go but then you know like all things they adjusted and it worked out so that's my experience with hijab Mm -hmm. got a lot of backlash after lost a couple of friends um, who just didn't understand it um but also gained a lot of understanding and a lot of support from people i didn't expect to um and yeah that was great i still get weird comments till this day it's been what i'm 25 now it's been really yeah it's been three years weird comments like what so i purposely kind of shifted myself away from a lot of the people in the community that i knew would not be understanding Mm. And would be a bit closed off to me, um, even though I was quite vocal about it, that this was a decision that I was coming to. And you could see my struggle with it. So I switched from wearing a hijab fully that covered all my hair to wearing it in a turban style. And then slowly I would like just cover my head with a hat. And I was like, this is disrespectful at this point. I was like, I don't want to be not that it's just disre- if that is the way you wish to cover. I'm not saying that it's disrespectful. But for me, it just didn't sit right with me. I was like, I- I'm not. I'm not um, a symbol of hijab anymore, and that is what I believe it is. So I I knew already I was getting some weird comments. My mum would get comments like, oh, Sabad wears her scarf differently. Why does she wear it like that? And I, when I started hearing it from the same people constantly, I purposely started distancing myself from them because I was like, mm. I know the decision that I'm coming to. You're, and you already knew what And I'm going to, yeah. So I, I went to... Iran for three months on my own I came back and in Iran it's mandatory to wear a hijab Mm. and when I came back from that trip it like really changed me like Mm. um not to sound like a gap year Mm -hmm. (laughs) person I went to India and I went to Thailand (laughs) and you know I'm now a different what's a gap year you know gap year oh my god I'm going on a gap year but yeah when i when i came back i was just like you know what i'd done this really scary thing that i was terrified to do um i'd went and i'd done classes in iran art classes on my own and i like did all this stuff and i came back and i was like i could do that i can do this you know so i took it off and then i distanced myself from certain people in the community and then recently i was like you know what like this is getting silly like 
you see me, you clearly know that I've taken off my hijab. My sister also, shortly after I took off, took off as well, my eldest sister, not Zina. Um, and she obviously, my mum was clearly going to get comments. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm just, it's fine. I'm not going to like let it get to me. I'm just going to be myself. Yeah, I so I saw uh, a family friend that I was kind of avoiding recently. And as soon as they saw me, um, well, I saw their like parent first. And when they saw me, they were like, oh, wow, you you took off your hijab. And I was like, oh, they didn't know. No, they did know. Oh, they definitely knew. Mm. But they made it an obvious thing. Like, they, oh, you took off your hijab. And I was like, yeah, they were like, wow, you look really nice. You look really different. You've really grown up. But, but where's your hijab? Like, what happened about that? And I was just like, what do you want me to do? Like, stand no, here. And do you know what? I'm literally here Also, what, what, what can you say? Like, where's it hijab? Or clearly not on my head. And this was a man. So. This was a man as well. I would, oh. like, if you're a hijabi woman, okay, that's fine. But... Does he what, have a beard? You should do that. Where's what your beard? really bothers Even me. Even that, don't talk to me. You don't, don't know talk about to this. Me. What really bothers me more than anything um, is the fact that, like, men, Muslim men, feel like they have a right to speak about women's experiences wearing a hijab. And also, the fact that he was like, oh, um, oh, you've really grown up. Like, what the fuck does that. Do you know what I His, mean? I feel like what does the that way mean? he looked at me was like in a completely different light it was like yeah do you know what i mean it's almost like i can comment about the way you look yeah you know and i really got that after i took it off where it was like so and it, it really pisses me off where instantly you're more sexualized when you take off your hijab mm. and you're sexualized when you wear a hijab as well trust mm-hmm. me like it's also the revelation of your hair now yeah everyone's been but waiting it's for. like almost like i have a right like it's even I used to even get this in school, right? I remember I liked someone. Hopefully he's not listening to this. I remember I liked this guy, right? And he was we like... We went to a girl's school. No, this wasn't, this wasn't <laughs> another was school. This was in sixth form. I was like, this is a teacher. Not, this was in sixth form. <laughs> this was in sixth form. <laughs> and um, and uh, Noor, Noor will remember this. Shout out to I Noor. remember. You know, every time we say Noor, we say shout out. Yeah, we say shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. Um, <laughs> every time yeah so Noor remember this Noor went up to me and she was like oh so she knew I kind of you know had my eye and she's like oh, Noor's such a real yeah. one you know Noor's <laughs> the best wing woman <laughs> so Noor was like to him oh so like wh- wh- what do you think about blah, blah 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 like you know I can see like you guys really hit off and he was like yeah I can never see her in that way because she wears a hijab hmm. and I was like okay I didn't know that was it I know who you're talking about though you don't I do. You think you know. It's someone else. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Um, uh, as okay. Because the hijab is like a barrier. It's like, no, I can't Yeah, Madonna Hall complex. If, you, if none of you hijab, guys have visited some Madonna Hall complex, is like, that. So, yeah. So, that was just like a bit weird to me. And I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not asking you out. I'm just like, you know, we, we're just hitting got off. Like, we're good friends. But anyway. And then um, when I did take it off, so many like people that i know just completely like guys just completely dealt with me differently in a way that i hated i did not like were they all just also sexualizing you not sexualizing me in that way in the greater scheme of things yes i felt more sexualized but not 
in the guys that I knew, it wasn't more that they sexualized me, but it was like they could make certain comments that they would never do before. Mm-hmm. And there was like, a lo- they thought instantly, oh, I can hug her. I can. Mm, so like, boundaries be and respect are now different. Mm. Um, I can do whatever. And it's like, no, if I don't want to hug you, I'm not going to hug you. Like, mm. I-, I still have that, like, you. Yeah. Also, I don't know why people like normalize hugging so much. Like, I like my distance. <laughs> like, it's not, even, it's not even like a haram halal thing. Like, but there are some people that love that phys- like any physical contact. But Walking they, by but someone will grab your waist. There was a difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? for sure. For sure. And it's like, yeah, it's a level of it's it, it's respect. Yeah, respect and boundaries. Mm. Not lost in a not lost it. They still respect you as, as you are, but it's almost like subconsciously they don't respect your boundaries because that. The hijab is the boundary. And that's what pisses me off so much. It's like me taking off my headscarf doesn't make me less modest. Mm. It just takes away that symbolism of religion. Mm. Um, and it takes away that like that symbol when you're walking down the street and you're saying to everyone, I'm a Muslim. Mm. And that's mm. what was like affecting me so much. So it's it, it you shouldn't be treated any differently if you wear hijab or if you don't. Mm. Um, and sadly you do or even if you are and this was the point that I was trying to get across in our last episode but I just don't think that I conveyed it correctly even if it does change the perception that people have of you it should be in a positive way and that's that was what I was trying to get at last week is that if it's in a negative way I don't want it to be a symbol Mm. but if it's in a positive way great Mm. and I think that for a long time I've always wanted to wear the hijab. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I've always wanted to wear it and I would always still want to wear it. That's That want has never gone. Yeah, it's not even that I'm... I don't want to be that person to be oh, I'm not ready because people aren't ready for anything. And mm-hmm. like, you're not ready to get married. You're not mm-hmm. ready to have kids. You're not, no one's ever going to be fully ready. Mm-hmm. So I think that even when I do decide, inshallah, to put it on, I'm never going to be ready to put it on. No mm. one's ever ready fully, mm. you know, mm. especially with what it comes with and X, Y, and Z, the negative parts of it. Yeah. Um, but I must admit, so my sister put it on, my sister's younger than me. Um, she put it on when she was, I think she was 19 when she put it on. I don't wear it. My mum doesn't wear it. Many of my close family friends don't wear it. Um so many really older people in our family you that wear it. You grew up with us, with uh, our friendship group, where few of us did wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I mean, um, family. outside of like family. friends, but yeah, it's in like yeah. family friends, I mean. Um, and it's interesting because I don't just have Moroccan friends. Actually, I don't have that many Moroccan friends. And I think the reason as to why I grew up with so many hijabis around me is because you guys weren't Moroccan. Yeah. And interestingly, I don't really know that. I mean, not. Moroccans obviously do wear hijab. We're Muslim at the end of the day. However, like when I go to Morocco in the summer, I don't really see that many hijabis. Like even the ones that were my age, even if you go to like the main cities like Casablanca, Marrakesh, like I just see like the older women wearing it. Mm. I don't see the younger women wearing it. I don't see... It's just not... Maybe it's the places that I was going. Mm. Um, But I'm not saying like places I was going like adult places i'm saying like places when i was like 12 13 Mm. i'm talking like just everyday restaurants like it's just not something 
that's always been there. My grandma uh, wore has uh, both of my grandparents wore hijab. Mm. So I just, I, I don't know why I just associated it with an older thing, you mm. know? So when my sister decided to wear it, I was super proud of her. And obviously by that point, I was a lot older and I had developed my own mentality and my own opinions on the hijab and religion and X, Y, and Z. And I can't wait to wear it so that men see me differently. And it's so sad that that's gonna be one of the determining factors. But I, I guess, I don't know if it's sad or not sad. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's not right to think like that. Mm. I, I don't know. But genuinely, like I would love to just be respected by men, some older women as well. And I, Sab, I hope you don't mind me saying this example, but I think we were, I think we were 15 or 16 mm. and we were walking one time um, and we were literally, you don't mind me saying it, no, right? No, not at all. So we were walking um, back home because me and Saba uh, growing up were neighbors. So walking back home and one of our other neighbors, Moroccan woman, one of her good friends is Libyan. She's really, mashallah, she's really on her deen. She's really religious. And every single time that I've ever encountered her and she used to always come and say hi to my grandma. She was just a sweet woman. Like I just never really saw her in Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, any light, like, and growing up, anyone who knew me know th- kn- knew and know still that I will always like cover like the like my bum, and so I didn't want to say bum, but I wanted to like I always cover that, or always wear like a longer shirt, mm. always wear a longer coat, but mm. I was very, very, very conscious of it when I was younger. Mm. Um, so I always wore like baggy clothes, even still this day, I still wear like baggier clothes and stuff like that. Um. So yeah, so, so we were walking home and I was, I remember vividly, yeah, cause I was so excited. I bought this jacket from H&M. It wasn't like a jacket. It was a trench. long trench coat. It was like a maxi trench coat in like this beautiful oyster cream color, mm. super baggy, super classy, Gorgeous. loved it. I was wearing baggy ass trousers, a baggy top, no makeup and my hair was tied back, right? Me on the other hand was wearing skinny jeans and like a fairly, you know, fitted top yeah and, t- and i remember and sab- I, and it was I, tucked into her and jeans and i think i was wearing a turban as well maybe yeah and I, so we were but so know. yeah we were but and by brand of mine like she looked banging do you know what i mean like, i'm not saying this in a no, way no, yeah. not at all but, but yeah yeah so saba was wearing a uh, turban fine and she was wearing skinny jeans and a top tucked in fine she has the figure for it fine no problem and i was wearing something super baggy but yeah? if we're looking at it in perspective for modesty this wouldn't what i was wearing wouldn't have had been seen as modest in comparison to what right been wearing. right so then this woman i saw her and then she was like oh hi how are you da, 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 how are you said i said oh this is my friend Sabah. she goes oh da, da. she goes oh inshallah one day you wear uh, hijab and you look beautiful like her not like this and I went home and I literally bawled my eyes out for hours. Cause Aww. I was like, I feel, um, I, I felt like I just wasn't good enough. And I felt like I was covered head to toe. I didn't have any makeup on. Mm. My hair was tied back. Mm. So just because I don't have just like a cloth here, you're not respecting me as a person. And this has come from a woman, you know? Mm. I think with men, you get to a point in your life where you just expect it, but then, I soon realized that I was never gonna gain the respect mm. from women like this. I'm mm. never gonna gain the respect from other Muslims like this. Mm. Like um, her, yeah. Like her. And that really, really upset me. And I think that for years afterwards, I just, I worked on my own self-esteem, my own confidence. And not that it, 
it drew me away from it but i was so scared of the judgment i was just like i just want nothing to do with it because mm. just that one little comment like obviously i please i don't want anyone attacking me i'm not talking about religion i'm not i'm not yeah, quoting any hadiths please i don't want any troll like i'm literally not saying anything about the religion obviously i understand what it teaches us i understand that i should wear hijab i understand i should be modest i understand that i should be covering up however all i'm saying is is that sometimes that one comment your iman and your mental health sometimes isn't strong enough mm. yes you can pray yes you can do istikhar yes you could assom all of that yes you can read and read and read and i'm not going against i'm not saying that that doesn't help it definitely does however sometimes i think that we just need to have a bit more open and honest conversations about what it can do to young women growing up mm. and their perceptions of it because we are not developed mm. that's all i'm saying mm. i mean like i completely it's so horrible that that gets compared to that as a woman we already have so much pressure on us in the community, let alone how you wear your hijab. And hijab can be interpreted in so many different ways. Mm. And if you ask every single hijabi why she wears it, you're most likely gonna get an individual answer every single time. Mm. The reason I wore it was different to the reason my sister wore it, mm. to my mom, there's two mm. reasons. Every single one has a different reason. And the actual word hijab is not even in the Quran, right? Mm. It's It's, you know there are vague examples on how to cover and what it says to say to cover and there are different interpretations to it and if people want to attack me about that go right ahead go do your research everyone has their own understanding of what hijab is right? and what modesty is as well modesty is internal modesty as well is as internal external. it's how you speak it's how you act it's how you are charitable it's how you are with your friends and your family how you come across publicly like all those things are considered in hijab. What pisses me off is that even while I was wearing hijab, and I was reluctant to share this experience, but it just shows the kind of trajectory of like where, it, how difficult it is in this day and age, um, in this country to wear a headscarf and deal with people like that. Where one time I was wearing a scarf and a friend's mum, and I, I was literally going out to throw the bin. And I had gone outside and I was wearing, I wasn't even wearing anything that was like immodest, deemed immodest or anything. I was literally like in- just, You're going to throw out the bin. I was literally in <laughs> skinny jeans and I was just wearing like a sweatshirt. Like I was literally throwing out the bins. And I bumped into my friend's mum and she was quite, she's a quite a religious woman. And um, as soon as she saw me, um, I like quickly went up to her and I knew in her eyes I probably wasn't dressed very modestly because she always wears abaya mm. which is just like a long but black dress you're taking out the bins yeah anyway you know when so I take out the bins I could be wearing high heels I could be wearing I could shoes be wearing that have my been myself. Me. I, I could, could be, be wearing, wearing my dad's shoes yeah do you understand yeah. you're taking out the bins and so I saw her I was like I'm not gonna not say hello so I, I literally straight up went up to her I was like oh my god hi Hala how are you um, you know hug to her whatever we're talking fine Oh man, it, it really gets to me, this. She literally looks at me and she goes, Carla, remove that, remove that. And I was like, what, is there a bug on my head? I was like, remove what? And I was like, literally like swaying, like as if there was a fly on me. I was like, what are you doing? She goes, remove that, remove that. What are you doing? Remove that. And imagine like going from zero to a hundred, like she was so fine. We we're just, just yeah. chit-chatting. Like you become so passive. And then she goes, remove that, remove your hijab. Carla, this isn't hijab, what are you wearing? 
and I literally was like, you know when you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach? Yeah. And it's like someone's like, like oh, punched you. Yeah. And it's like, this is someone I really respect. And yeah. I literally looked at her and I was like, I was like, I just don't know what to say. And then she was like to me, this isn't her job. What are you wearing? And I was like to her, look, at the end of the day, my mum and my dad saw me leave my house looking to this way. To take out the bins. God saw me looking this way. And I'm fine with that, that they've mm. seen me in this mm. get up. Um, so I'm sorry. That's that, that's all that really matters to me. And yeah. I, I don't mean that in a rude way, but that's just the honest truth of it. And uh, she was just like, to like, be oh, fair, that's how everyone should live, though. Yeah, she like, was like, oh, it was lovely seeing you. I was like, yeah. yeah. I just and I went home. Oh, my eyes darling. Up. And it was just so, it's so different to her I just, daughter's perspective. I just really wish. She's different now. She's seen me without her job and she's been fine. But that was I horrible. just really wish people would just mind their business. But they can't. They can't. Because they do take it personally, a lot of them. And they feel like... But why? It's between you and God. They disguise it as this thing where it's like, it's my duty to give you nasiha. Yeah, because they think they're getting like good deeds for it. When realistically, they're no. causing more damage. No, you're causing more damage. Yeah, yeah 100%. It, I've had so many friends, or I call them friends, who, like, when I took it off, it's like, oh, this is, like, the worst thing ever. So I took off my headscarf before do you guys know Dina Tokyo she's this hijabi mm. blogger yep, and YouTuber. she took it off and it was like a whole big thing so I took it off before her but it was like literally when I mean to tell you like maybe a few days or and like people used to compare I remember compare me a lot to her and the reason as to why that is is because you guys Sabah's always had like a really good style but also Dina Tokyo I remember she was one of the first hijabi bloggers. bloggers that I remember. Yeah, same. Yeah, she's got same, over a million same. followers. And she was super successful yeah. from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I loved her style. I remember Sabah was obsessing over her wedding dress and mm. and Sabah's style was quite similar to her. So people and compared Naturally you. compared. Yeah. Yeah, and I took her off maybe a week before she did. And I remember this friend of mine messaged me. We're not close anymore. We don't really talk anymore. But she messaged me and she was like, um, I really hope you're not getting like caught up in all these vloggers taking it off. And this was like after I'd posted me taking it off on social media ages after Maybe I actually followed did. you. So mm. after Dina Tokyo had done, but I had actually technically done it before she did. Mm. Um, so she wasn't even in my mind when yeah, I did yeah. it. And you're not doing it, it for Dina. And when she did it, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, like this is going to get hit yeah, on me. Yeah. Um, people are going to think that I was influenced by this. Um, and so I remember just like going back and forth with her and she was just sending me like so much stuff like I just want to I just want to talk to you about it and keep in mind so she wanted to start wearing um you guys call it jilbab not jilbab what am I saying jilbab uh, not niqab it's like the abaya but it's on the head but it's not jilbab yeah yeah jilbab we call it abaya ras um, in Iraqi. That actually makes more sense. Yeah. It does actually, I way more than us. us. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why so we made a new. <laughs> she wanted to start wearing that full time, and me and her had had a conversation about it, and I was completely, completely supportive of her. And I was like, so if this is what you feel like you need to do in your heart, and like it makes you feel closer to God, and it like just ticks all your boxes to your mental health and who you are as a person, and you feel like you, you know, 
this is shapes your identity then mm. that is what you need to do and i completely support you if someone chats shit to you at uni if anyone tries to talk then to you you know I, i'm there i'm completely here for you and i support you and in that same conversation i told her that i wanted to take it off and this is when i was learning but she was really reserved she didn't give much back and then when i did take it off it was just like a lot of weird backlash um and we're not close anymore but i just thought that i was like that is really disappointing and Mm. the thing is she didn't even have to talk yeah okay so this is what i'm gonna say on that right so my sister's worn gilbert before Mm. again like you very supportive and you know even when she put it on you know me and my mum were like okay let's go shopping like let's buy you modest clothing everything and then it got to a point where she wasn't finding stuff that were modest enough that she actually liked that were actually nice she was like i'm just gonna wear jilbab and we were like yeah like it looks beautiful it's on hard you. with certain body types it's, it's so hard it's so hard it's so genuinely difficult, so difficult um so i've been in that position as well where i've had someone that tell me that, yeah, where I've had the conversation, mm. and it's almost like it's not even a conversation because it's her choice. Mm. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and I support whatever your choice Absolutely. is. And then someone came to me recently who wears hijab and said that she was gonna wanted to take it off. Mm-hmm. Now I'm never gonna be the person who will say yeah yeah take it off. I mm. wouldn't no, say of that. Not. However, what I will say, and this is what I said to her, is listen you can make that informed decision as an adult and whatever decision you make, there's going to be no judgment from me. Mm-hmm. That was actually all I had to say. Yeah. That's all you want that's all, I, And that's all I would say. As I said, I would never, I would not, that support isn't the right word because I would still support you. But as in like, I would never encourage you. Mm-hmm. I would never encourage you to take it off. However, if you came to me and said, I'm going to say, Sabah, Sabah spoke to me about it as well. And I said to her, I would never encourage you to take it off. However, I will always support you I will always be here for you, mm. and whatever decision that you decide to make as an adult is your decision. And, the, this and is I will never judge you for it. Mm. I didn't. It. I didn't want advice or insight from Aman when I did tell her. I didn't want anything like that from you. I just wanted someone to kind of vent to about my experiences mm. and feel validated, mm. and someone to just be like, "That's that's terrible. I'm so sorry." Yeah. And I, I'm and here you're to worthy of you. having that opinion. I'm, I'm here to support you, whatever you choose to do, because I know this is affecting your mental health. Mm. And it's the same for so many girls who've taken off their hijab. They just get ostracized from the community. I say that, but there are a lot who are really supportive and have been like incredible with like yeah. taking it off. But it's a hard lifestyle it, choice. And it doesn't mean that you might never put it on again. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're you're you've completely gone wayward and you've gone completely backwards and Yeah, you're, you're still Muslim. You're, do you understand? Yeah. No, I I definitely like still feel like I'm Muslim. I still feel yeah. like I, you know, have a lot of the same beliefs that I did before. Mm. If but anything, I feel like it might even be stronger because the conversations that me and Sabra have had about religion we speak have only gone from strength to strength. Well, yeah, we mm. speak about religion a lot. We speak about loads of different perspectives and ideas and like I think we're just a lot more honest and raw with our conversations. We know no topic is outlandish too outlandish mm. and we'll just mm. you, we'll just freely talk about it whereas before there was i feel like there That's was fear. some stuff we just wouldn't discuss mm. like for example um i was raised shia like when someone asks me are you shia or sunni i just say uh, i'm muslim i don't like putting a label on it but me and Amal would never have conversations about shia and sunni mm. and now we do like mm. fr- completely freely mm. and i and i think 
that has because to do, we respect we respect and it has mm. to do with once i did take it off obviously i researched so much and i looked into so much when i was deciding to take it off and it was like i i needed someone to talk about that kind of stuff with mm. and you were great with that oh so cute and she doesn't shut me down like, love that no judgment yeah. yeah that's yeah. actually what therapists say you know when you, someone comes to you with like a problem or they want to talk about it, you should s- firstly say when they initially come to you say hey do you want advice or do you just want to vent yeah and then that guides because mm. one of you might be trying to vent and the other one's trying to like give advice yeah. this is especially for married couples you can tell how much I store information that is useless. But we are here now. Oh, we all do. We all do. Thanks <laughs> to the world of TikTok. Um, Ask me anything important, though. No. Yeah, literally. What, what have your experiences been with hijab in so, the community? It's been interesting. Uh, I mean, same age as you guys. Didn't go to a girls' school, so that's one difference between us. Uh, but similar to Iman, that my sister wears a hijab now, and she's younger than me. She's eight years younger than me. And my mum wears a hijab my whole life. She's worn one. And in my family everyone wears a hijab pretty much like the oh, younger wow. the younger girls don't but eventually like when they hit around 18 20 they definitely wear it but then again we're all around the globe so like everyone's got different cultures but the ones here i would say probably london a little less like a bit more pick and shoot like yes no yes no through my co- whereas like in morocco like most of them are yes like they're all wearing oh, hijab wow. stuff yeah um my experience with a hijab so i f- like iman said i would love to wear the hijab inshallah like i hope that i get the the chance to in this life um it's very very hard to talk about because to me i feel like i the religion does say to me to wear it like it doesn't say explicitly but it is part it of is, the religion yeah. You, yeah, yeah yeah like it's it's how i i see it it's like it, it's an eventual choice i'm gonna have to make i just need to get there but i want to get there in a way that I represent it well for what I think it should represent. Like not for a political statement, not for anyone else. Like for me, for God, that's it. Like no other influences in that and be strong with it. And the problem is, so I'll, I'll backtrack a bit. So I actually wanted to wear it when I was 11. Like I remember going into year seven and being like, I'm gonna start a new school. I'm going to wear a hijab, new me, whatever. And I remember I was still going to Arabic school at this time and I would go every Saturday and I hated Saturdays for that reason because it was just every morning was Arabic school. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I remember like really thinking about it. And then I remember my cousin who was, who is four years older than me. So I was 11, she was 15. And we were, our families are close. And I remember going to her like in confidence. She was the first person I told, I was like, hey, I'm thinking to wear the hijab. Like, cause she was basically like an older sister to me. So I didn't was have she one. Hijabi? No, she's not. And she literally looked at me and she said, don't wear it. And I said, why? And she said, because if you wear it, they're going to make me wear it and I don't want to wear it. Oh and she literally pressured me. She was like, you wear it, I will never talk to you again. So oh then I was just God. like, uh, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> oh, so I kind of like kept it inside and I was like trying to, I thought it was going to be a big problem if I wore it now because of how she dealt with it. And then like you guys mentioned, when people comment on you and it just sticks with you and it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. I remember at the same time in Arabic school, like I would have my hair on and we'd go to prayer, put my hijab on and pray. And I remember just like, I remember so many people every week would be like, you just don't look good with it. Like you just, you don't look I, good. I like, and I was just like, what? And they were like, yeah, you just, you look ugly. Like you don't see, like, and these were guys oh and God. girls. Yeah. And I remember like, 
it stuck with me because it was like, and I've carried it clearly because I'm like, yeah, I just don't look good with it. And even now, like when I go to the mosque, I'm like, guys, I just don't look good with it. Yeah, and it's just like I carried. I was like, okay, I guess it's just it's not for me then. Literally, even when I took off, people were like, you were prettier when you used to wear hijab. Yeah, but it doesn't. Those comments don't help anyone. They don't help anyone. Literally, that's not. I know. That's not the. Yeah. So uh, clearly, like w- that age was when I was going to wear it, and then like it became stagnated because obviously now I thought it's like a bad decision for my cousin, and I look terrible in it. So why would I do that to myself? And then obviously you're going through your teenage years, and your hormones yeah. are crazy. You're just like, I just want to be accepted and be pretty and whatever. Uh-huh. And then as I got to like 18, and I was like, okay, this is when everyone starts wearing it. Then I'm like, okay, but now am I ready to like commit and not take this off? Because I feel like, like I've seen. So I live vicariously through my friends a lot, like through their relationships, through their choices. A lot of the time, like I feel like I don't need to even really date that much because of how much I've seen. I'm just oh like, I don't want that. Thank you. I'm already that. dated. Literally, I'm like, I've got the list. I've don't been worry. Ten relationships. Yeah, don't need it. But like with the hijab, like I like I mentioned in the last episode, I know so many girls that took it off at different ages of their life, different yeah. stages, and I feel like they all had different reasons. Like a, some felt unsafe. B. Uh, some felt like they weren't representing it well. See, they were like, "I ju- this was never me. I made the wrong choice, so and so." And I don't want to ever say that. Like, mm-hmm. I want when I commit to it, it be to God, and that be my sole reason. Um, and inshallah, I will get there one day. But yeah, it's just. And then on top of this, the society also makes everything harder, and it's like, okay, now you're a hijabi, now you you represent this whole thing, and you have to be extra modest in how you wear. And it's hard when you have a certain figure to wear modest clothing like you what are you gonna wear nothing but you just have to wear straight material because mm. anything can be deemed immodest yeah, I, technically you can be fashionable and wear a headscarf but it's difficult yeah but then yeah. then again you get the backlash of like because i see it with my like hijabi friends they'll wear the hijab in a certain way well, they get backlash anything right? anything is wrong it. you're wearing yeah. too much makeup you shouldn't be wearing that why are you wearing it. it that way you shouldn't have earrings it's too attractive like regardless you're never going to make anyone happy and i want to be at a stage where that doesn't bother me like yeah. it's just completely like uh, I'm, I don't need any of you basically but I would say one thing about what you're saying if you wear it you want to keep it on kind of thing yeah and I understand that but I now look at hijab almost like a marriage kind of thing where mm. it's like a commitment you when you're wearing it when you're when you enter a marriage for example you don't go into it thinking oh my god I'm gonna divorce mm. but there is that mm. there is that chance because mm. you don't know the trajectory of your life you don't know what's gonna happen and there is a point in time where that may happen and i think people become so hard on themselves where especially people who wear it later on in life and then mm. choose to take it off and i've met so many girls like that where it's like you know like and then they choose to wear it again and they like they do this thing of like zigzagging of wearing it taking it off and they get so much hate for it and it's like they're on a journey of like their own it's a journey yeah it's really hard yeah right and it's so hard as well when you're this i'm gonna get hate for this you're seeing men in the religion and a lot of them don't practice what hijab is for them what they should Mm -hmm. be but they'll police hijabis but they'll police hijabis right and they're not representing their religion it's very ambiguous for them you're the hypocrites they don't grow their beard and whatever, but they could be a devout Muslim. No, but A, they'll be drink. no, no, but they'll be drinking and no, stuff like that. No, but they could also be a devout Muslim, or they could be drinking and doing whatever. Um, but no one knows. Mm. No one knows whatsoever. Like, the only thing you kind of get an inkling of is from their name, you know? Mm. You could be, your name could be Muhammad, but you could be, you know, doing whatever. Mm. That's against religion. Like, you get mm. men who wear 
um, the thulb, which, yeah, that will differentiate you. But what percentage is that of men mm. that you see wearing? But, also, the but, but, but the thing it's is... nowhere near the, the same amount is, of hijabi girls. But if Muslim men aren't wearing it, they're not getting hate They're not getting it. hate for it. No woman is standing is the there point. and being like, oh, where's your beard, bro? Yeah, yeah, it's <sighs> policing women, and they also genuinely downplay the hijab experience so much. Like it's hard; it's such a hard decision in your life. Like mm. when when my sister was putting it on, my mom was against it. Like she was like, "You're you're only just turning sixteen. You want to put on the hijab? Like, are you sure this is like a commitment?" Like obviously, my mom was like, "If you ever need to take it off, like this is that definitely the house that will accept you. Like we're not gonna judge you." That's so nice. It was honestly like we were all like, "Whatever you make, we're here for you." But like, if you want to, we'll again we'll be here supporting you. And my, my sister loves sunbathing. Like, she loves... Oh. I'm not joking. She loves catching a tan. So the fact that she was doing this, we're like, you understand you're never going to tan the way you want to again. <laughs> like, unless you go to, like, a like villa. A and No, or even... Or that, are there any? But there's rarely, yeah. Not in here, yeah. Dubai. But, like, yeah. yeah, women's beach or, like, you get a villa. Like, it's going to be very, very small chance. You're not going to be going, going on to any holiday and being able, able to tan. And she was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm ready. And then when she finally got there, she realized how hard it was. Like, yes, she made that commitment and she was, like, ready for that choice. Mm. But then when she saw everyone sunbathing, everyone getting tans, she has, like, these tan lines that she doesn't like and she's very particular about her tan. She was like, <laughs> yeah, no, this is hard. Like, this is tough. And she's going to have to deal with it. And yeah. you can make these promises, like you said, like a marriage, but it's not until you're there and you realize it. Yeah. And these men, they're just like, but why? But why? Like, you're you not going through it. You don't understand. That's the same mm. conversation I had with my dad. He was like, why do you want to take it off, brother? Like, tell me the reason. Like, are you sure this is a decision? Do you know what it means? And I was just like to him, you do not live your life every day. You're mm. not walking outside the door with basically CCTV on you all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're, first of all, you're not all a young woman living in this country. Mm. People have to understand, we're not living in like countries in the Middle East where hijab is so much more acceptable. Yeah. Hijab is yeah. supposed to make we you don't blend, you blend in. You blend in. Hijab is supposed to make you blend in, right? And yeah. it's supposed to make you not stand out. When you're here, you're standing out. People are looking at you mm. more. And it's like more True. like just laser eyes on 100%. you. 100%. I literally don't get any, no one looks at me twice anymore. Yeah. Whereas before, I'd literally get on the tube and I've had experiences where someone's like, I'm not fucking sitting next to you. Uh, randomly. And it's like I kinda want everyone on everyone on the well now that's perfect. <laughs> but everyone on the tube instantly looked at me. Yeah. And it's like experiences like that, like you are in everyone's eye, mm. right? Mm. And that is that is against hijab. That was like another reason where I was just like, mm. I, I don't like this attention mm-hmm. on me. Mm. Um and I explained that to my dad. I was like, this is do you want a play by play by play of my everyday experience? This is what it is. Mm. And even if people aren't looking at you, you feel like they are. Mm. Someone people could not give a I mean, we live in London. People could mm. not give a shit. Mm. But I felt like I had lasers on me all the time because it, that's how it felt like growing up because mm. of the comments you'd get. Mm. So it's it's really really difficult. So when someone 100%. takes it off and you get people like I I know Dina Tokyo, the vlogger, she took it off and then it was like almost like um, a snowball effect where all these influencers, one after the other, were taking off their hijabs and it was like a massive wave. And people were going crazy and all these Dawa boys were like on their YouTube channel. They're the worst. They're the worst. Just so much shit. Um, And they just scream at you. And Dina Tokyo done, I think it was like a 47 minute video where it was uninterrupted and she was just reading all the hate comments one after the other. Oh my God. And I was like, die. I remember this. Going to hell. And I don't know how she didn't like crack. Like she. It was awful. It was so horrible. Mm. And it was like, it's social media is so disgusting in that sense. Mm. Even us, we posted a TikTok, right? 
recently. Last and week. It got like, <laughs> and it got like, what, 3,000 views or something? Yeah. And um, Am- I didn't even look at it. Aman, I'm so happy you didn't look at it. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. look at it. I had to delete than, it. I literally couldn't look at it for more than five mm. minutes. It was disgusting the amount of comments on that. Yeah, Muslim TikTok reminds me of Twitter, like where everyone I don't just have wants. To, for this good because it's just like I've never seen that. Because in my head, TikTok is like the new fun. Everyone loves this app. No. It's your new best friend. And then when I saw Muslim TikTok, I was like, no, this is trash. Everyone wants. They're all on crud. Everyone wants to fight like on the app. Everyone wants to be the one that has the 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 sassiest comment or the most wise comment. Whatever that may mm. be, and I just none of their opinions are that. But oh, completely not. And they're all recycled. fake accounts. The and they're is, all fake accounts. Do you know yeah. what? Yeah. Do you know Say what? It with your chest. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't understand the clip that we posted. It was from our last episode. It was of me talking. So all of the comments were at me, and I didn't even. I was just like, do you know what? I'm just gonna turn this off, and I'm gonna go out. And I'm mm. so happy that I did. Best decision. Even, that, yeah. I saw about. I saw about fifty comments, and then I was like, and then I know that it probably spiraled into five thousand. But whatever. They were talking and they were, sc- I felt like they were screaming at me. Um, but I didn't bring up anything about the religion. Mm. No, this is this is what I'm this is what I was confused mm. because it's not like I'm giving out advice about whether to take off the headscarf mm. or not. It's just you were talking I'm about the not, law, I'm talking about a law, yeah, that has said that mm. people and employers can request that people who want to wear hijab to take it off. Mm. that's what I'm talking about mm. I'm not talking about the religion mm. I'm not talking about why people put it on and why people don't put it on I'm just I was just simply saying You're that saying it is opinion. a negative symbol and I hate the fact that it is a negative symbol that is literally all I said and people and, and people and people hate. were hate so sorry someone like you right who's saying that opinion and they're putting it out there and then they get all this hate and you're saying that you want to wear a hijab you have mashallah like a really like strong personality and you have like a lot of faith in yourself but that, that could really put stuff me doesn't off tell you. Mm. someone else who's a lot more insecure right which is not a bad thing but if they're a lot more insecure and they read that stuff that is that could deter you from the religion yeah. that could stop you from wanting even, to hijab like what what but kind even of expectation me, do you even have even me even me like you're saying like um strong person yes i am strong yes when i put my mind to something like i would like to think that i can see it through but that really did affect me of course that affected me all of those people that commented those comments you don't understand what you've done to me mm. yeah yeah what you've done to me mentally yeah. and, and how is and, that islamic and you don't understand you don't understand my perception of Islam mm. and not perception of Islam. Let me change that. My perception of Muslims mm. is changed because mm. of you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that person who has done a hate speech against me because of what I was saying and has literally trolled for no reason. You have made me dislike certain things about the Muslim community, mm. and because of you, yeah. it's your fault. Mm. Literally. That's it. it. And it happens so much. So many girls drop it because of that reason. They're like, it's a cult online. Like, that's what Dina Tokyo described it as. I mean, a lot of the stuff with towards Dina Tokyo, I didn't agree with the way she did it, the way she did things as a former hijabi. Like, I think she could have gone about it in a much classier way, if I'm honest. But, but it also, it also comes off a place of extreme frustration and mm. anger but also it's her life mm. it's, it's her business. life it's, it's not and listen, business. at the end of the day god is the on, only one who on. can judge it, yeah, like, he's the only it, one put it on put it on put it off put it off it's not my business as i said i would never encourage someone to take it off yeah no i won't encourage you to yeah. do that and 
that is because I know what the religion but says. But you'll be there and I don't, Of course. Yeah. And, but even, even if I don't know you personally, yeah, if I see you online, I'm not going to encourage you to take it off. A and B, I'm not gonna be in a position where I'm gonna be like hating you and judging you. Sophie, it's, it's a, your it's your decision, it's your decision. You've made that decision as an adult, just as long as you haven't been forced to take it off, that's what that's it. It's mm. so interesting you say that because on the flip side there are loads of people who are Muslims who don't wear a hijab and who aren't religious. Who are so encouraging when you take it off and they're like oh my god finally you took it off they see the hijab yeah that shit is weird that shit pisses me off more almost than, as if like well it, no, no, no. done you're, it you're pisses free me off Sorry? more than the ones who tell you don't take it off it genuinely does yeah. the ones who are happy you took it off pisses me pisses yeah because me off. you're not doing well, it with with good because they're like because they yeah. see the hijab as something that's backwards and they see the hijab as something that's like which um, is definitely a western perspective yeah, yeah. and they think oh it's just, it, they just want to be accepted by the West. They want to be accepted by white people. So they're like, oh my God. Yeah, they jump on the bandwagon. Finally, you did it. You're like on the right side now. Like you're, uh, we have a word, mm-hmm. you know what that means? Mm-mm. Where it's like you're, how do you describe the word? It's like you're educated. Mm. Oh. It's not exactly educated, but and that's it's almost like, mm. because, because it's so, it's so vile. And I know I have someone close to me who's like this. And, the way she was so happy I took it off. And I was like, like, you are not making me feel good at mm. all. No. This makes me feel worse. Especially doing this in front of my mum. It pissed me off beyond yeah. belief. Yeah. Because it's almost like, it's almost like um, diminishing your mum. And it's like, I, I, I took it off to please you. Uh, you yeah. don't understand the decision it took me to take it off. It yeah. was not an easy yeah, decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's people something who do that, that I still weird. fight with. Yeah, people people that do that are weird because obviously in order in order for them to make certain things law, I'm sure that there were some Muslims that were in that room. Mm. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. Hijab is identity. It is part of your identity. And when you take it off, a part of your identity is removed from you. Mm. It's what you've been known for. I still get so awkward when I see people who, not even Muslims, who know me when you I used to wear a scarf mm. and now know me. And I see the way they interact with me and like there is a shift, right? And it really, it's so conflicting. Like, it, I'm just like, I don't know. No one is real completely with you. And it's like, mm. it's the elephant in the room. I'm like, just say something. Just say yeah. It's okay. Just say, oh my God, I've never actually seen your hair. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'd rather you say something yeah. than not say something. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you really, really carry with you, even once you've taken it off for the rest of your life. When you see people, there's always like, oh, pre-hijab sabah and post-hijab sabah. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, that experience happened when I used to wear a headscarf. Oh, th- this experience is happening when I'm not. Like, it's so strange. Mm. Yeah. It is. You have so many different perspectives in the community, so many different reactions to it. If you're a hijabi who wants to take it off, I really hope you know you've really found peace within yourself and the decision that you're making is one that is yours mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're not swayed by anyone else and you're doing it for yourself and it's just so you can you know feel like yourself. And you're and, not encouraged and, to take it off. Yeah. And if anyone. you are putting it on, again, I really hope that you've thought it well and like you know you're doing it for the right reasons and you want to do it um for yourself and no one is you know pressuring you or no one is you know you're not doing it for anyone you're doing it for yourself and for god Mm -hmm. that is the most important thing and just remember that 
Islam and Muslims are two different things. Exactly. Mm. Culture and religion are completely different. Do not mix the two for the love of God. Yeah. Politics, religion and culture should never be mixed. Ever. Yeah. And people don't know anything. Yeah. Honestly, just do what feels right for Literally. yourself and ignore everyone else. Yep. Mm. And on that note. <sighs> That was a very ranty episode, but (laughs) thank you guys for listening. And as always, if you have any comments, just um, yeah, at us on all our social media at White People Podcast. Thank you. See you guys next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye.